Okay, good morning, everybody. It's Tony Slim. This is our 7 a.m. mindset call. We do this call every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the day is Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. And on this call, we talk about mindset. We talk about, man, we talk about books. We talk about affirmations. We talk about success. We talk about failure. We talk about mental toughness because, man, your thoughts are so important. And uh, we have to be mentally tough. To, to deal with that, to deal with our uh, the things that we hear and see all day long, man, with things that we try to even block that comes into our life. So our goal is to give you some information that can help not only with your business, but also, you know, with your relationships, also with your job, you know. So uh, plug in, man. We also take this information and we post it and uh, on 16 different podcast platforms. We're not a podcast, but we're on the platform. So you can go, if you stumble across this and hear it, this is a conference call, not a podcast, but the information is powerful and it deserves to be on the podcast. <laughs> so you all can hear it. Go back, listen to the replay. Take notes and apply. The reason you listen to the replay is because repetition is key. That's how you learn. If you didn't learn from repetition, then we would been we would have gone from first grade to twelfth grade in two months. <laughs> I paused for a minute. From first grade to twelfth grade in two months. But no, the the minds behind the programming knew that we had to hear stuff over and over and over, and most of the programming was not from. You know, um, George Washington chopped down a cherry tree. I think that's what, yeah. It wasn't that. It was a lot of uh, stuff that was subliminal stuff that was that we heard every single day that got us in line. That, that man, that we heard for 12 years, six, seven hours a day. Now, in order to win in life, we got to deprogram and reprogram, and we got to, it's repetition. We got to go back and hear things. Got to talk, talk about things. There's so many things that we need to do to do that. It takes work, folks, to get those thoughts out of our head and put the new thoughts in. So that's what we do. Uh, we also have a replay number on this call, 712-432-1085. Right after the call, the replay number will be up, and you can just go back and listen to it. Put the same PIN code in, 783357-POUND, and then you're good to go. So. What we do here, man, today is Friday. We're going to have a uh, a bookshelf Friday because I walked in my bookshelf <laughs> and I grabbed another book. I love doing that. I blindly grabbed the book, and this is a little book, but then when I looked at it, I was like, oh, this is one of my favorites from from years and years and years back. This is when I used to, uh, man, I remember uh, working at AT&T and coming home to my apartment and, you know, when I was hiding out from my boys because they wanted to hang out and they wanted to go and do what we had been doing for years, I mean, well, for a few years at least. And I was changing my thoughts. So I would go in, close the door, go back in the room in the back, put my little jazz on, and then I'd grab a book and just start reading. And this was one of the books, man. I can remember this. This, this was years back. This had to be, wow, this had to be... Good. 92, 93, something like that. Um, and this was a book that I stumbled across in, 
in one of the uh, bookstores because at that point I wasn't re- I wasn't reading these kind of books. I was listening to um, audios in the car. But as for books, I still was kind of until I met Ty Best, he started giving me the books. But I was kind of reading, you know, I was reading autobiographies of you know like Miles Davis and uh, Jim Brown and. Uh, Malcolm and I was reading books like that, but then this what I stumbled across in one of these old bookstores, and I started reading. And I was like, "Wow, this is like Earl Nightingale in you know on paper," but it wasn't Earl; it was somebody else. But just I just grabbed it, folks. So that's what I'm gonna talk about today. Y'all ready? All right, let's go. Yeah, then I like it. It ain't gonna like me. I be getting to the money. Everybody man. I think I'm getting too much money. Everybody man. I think I'm getting too much money. Everybody man. Same old name on the block. Same old name with the pot. The same old name on the driver. inanimate 
objects. That is true far as visual perception is concerned. But in reality, you are actually looking at thoughts or ideas, you know, like the table, the the chair, the TV, whatever. But in reality, you are actually looking at thoughts or ideas which have come into materialization through the creative work of some human being. It was a thought first that created the furniture, fashioned the window glass, gave form to the draperies and coverings. It was a thought that did that. The automobile, the skyscraper, the great planes that sweep the stratosphere, the sewing machine, the tiny pen, a thousand and one things, yes, millions of objects. Where did they come from originally? Only one source from the strange force, thought. It was a thought. As we analyze further, we realize that these achievements, and in fact all of our possessions, came in as a result of creative thinking. Ralph Waldo Emerson declared that the ancestor of every action is thought. What are you thinking, folks? What are you thinking? What are you thinking right now? Man, uh, man I don't, should I be listening to this or am I? Okay. Thought. Are you thinking, man, I owe this bill? I got to pay this bill. Do I have any gas in my car? Thought. What am I going to wear today? Should I go do this? The thought. When we understand that, we begin to comprehend that our world is governed by thought and that everything without had its counterpart originally within the mind. So everything that's without came from within the mind. Everything. It's just as Buddha said many centuries ago, all that we are is the result of all we have thought. All that we are is the result of all that we have thought. You know, that's a fight for a lot of people to believe that when they look around their life and look around situations that we're in and we look around our business. Let's talk about our business. We look around that and then we think about, you know, you say to yourself, well, it can't be my thoughts that did this. It can't be. It's got to be um, the script I was using or didn't use. <laughs> See, it was the script. See, somebody got a script that's better than the one that I have, and that's why they are winning. It's the script. No, no, it can't be. The, it's the script. It's, uh, it's, my, it's the clothes. It's the clothes. It's the car. It's the... It's the, uh, oh, they do more live, uh, they, they live all the time. They do more live uh, training. They do more live. That's what it is. We need to do that. No, no, that's not it. it they, they have a different product than we have. Their product is different than ours. That's what it is. See, all those things that you're saying are thoughts. But have you ever thought about why not thinking that I can win in life? Why not thinking that this is where I'm going to be a champion in this uh, opportunity? I'm going to be a champion in life. I'm gonna be, why not think that all the time? Why not think that all the time? Why not think that when you wake up all the time? 
Why not flood your mind with that thought all the time? Why not flood your mind with I'm talking to five to ten people a day all the time? I'm, in, I'm inboxing people all the time. See, your very life is your thinking and the result of your thinking process. Your flesh, bones, muscles can be reduced to 70% water and a few chemicals of small value, but it is your mind and what you think that makes you what you are. The secret of success lies not without, but within the thoughts of a man. Figuratively, thought makes giants out of pygmies, and oftentimes giants become pygmies. History is filled with accounts of how thoughts has made weak men strong and strong men weak, and how we see evidence of it working around us constantly. You do not eat, wear clothes, run for to catch a bus, drive your automobile, go for a walk, you know, read or study the newspaper. We say newspaper like this is an older book. You can replace that with, you know, uh, social media, watching things on social media. You don't do those things. Even raise your arm without preceding thought impulse while you may consider the motions you make as more of a less automatic, which we do, perhaps caused by some physical reflexes behind behind every single step you take in life, regardless of its direction, is that formidable and powerful force called thought. You had to think about it before you did it. The very way you walk, the way you carry yourself, your talk, your manner of dress, all reflect the way of thinking. Slovenly carriage in an indication of slovenly thinking. Whereas an alert, upright carriage is in the outright sign of inward strength and confidence. What you exhibit outwardly, you are inwardly. Mm. What you exhibit outwardly, you are inwardly. Now, don't look at that as, you know, when you say, well, you resist what, what you have outwardly, you are inwardly, as if, you know, outwardly is the success or not a non-success or that you have in life. If I can use that term, non, is it non-success? I don't know if I can say that. What you gonna be? You gonna be unsuccessful? <laughs> Success took a shot at you. What you gonna be? Unsuccessful? I mean, because we try to cover it up a lot of times, but what we see is what we what our thoughts are. There would be no advance over life in the most primitive ages if we didn't look at it that way. What you exhibit outwardly. You are inwardly. You are the product of your own thought. What you believe yourself to be, you are. Remember I said those thoughts that you have when you're alone? When you're at home by yourself? See, I would tell you what you do, though. We cover up our thoughts a lot with some kind of noise because we don't want to hear that. So we got the television running, radio running. You know, all kind of noise going on, you know, because, you know, you say, well, I don't want to, I just got it on. Yeah, I don't look at it. I just got it on in the background. No, you got it on 
because you don't want to sit still and look and listen to your thought. That's a scary thing, folks, I'm telling you. If we sit still 30 minutes a day or hour a day and then listen to our thoughts and think about where we are in life and what we're doing, that most folks, we don't want to hear that. So we got to have something going all the time so we can't listen to our thoughts. But our thoughts is what change our life. If we work on that and start thinking of those, those things that we should be thinking about. I mean, I mean, try it. <laughs> but I know what's going to happen. If you try sitting still for 20, 30 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day with nothing on, no radio, no TV, no phone, no nothing, just sitting there. You might come right, you might go running out the room <laughs> like, Lord, think about all the thoughts that you've been trying to cover up because you don't want to look at, or we don't want to look at what we're doing, how we do, how we operate in life. Your thoughts, those that predominate, determine your character, your career, indeed your everyday life. Thus it becomes easy to understand what is meant by the statement that a man's thoughts make or break him. And when we realize that there can be no action or reaction, either good or bad, without generating force of thought, imitating it in the biblical saying, for whatsoever man soweth, that shall he shall reap. And Shakespeare words, there's nothing... Eyes, good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Become more intel- intelligible. And I'm going to read this last thing, and I'm, I'm well, I've got two things I want to read right quick. There was a time when I would have, he said in the book, I would have laughed at this stuff. There was a time I would have laughed at it. I would have laughed at people who talked about the magnetic forces of thought and how thought correlates with objects and how can it, how they affect people and and how how to imitate things and even at a great at great distances, but I no longer laugh. He says, "This is the author of the book. No do others who know something of its power. For anyone who has any intelligence, sooner or later becomes comes to the realization that thought can change the surface of the entire globe. The thought can change the surface of the entire globe. But he no longer laughs at it like some of y'all still do, and some of y'all still because." Nobody wants to really face themselves. Because when you start thinking about the thoughts and, you know, how you're operating and the blame go on you and then you can't hardly put it on nobody else and then it's like, uh uh-uh. Mm-mm. That's some foolishness that you'd rather keep saying that so you can keep blaming other folks. However, it must be borne in the mind that many of our ideas, the thoughts that we think, are not ours at all. Watch this. That's why I always say, what you watch, what you listen to. I still, I can still. When I said that, I can still remember sitting in a barbershop in Birmingham, uh, my partner's Dale's barbershop downtown. I can still remember that vividly, and I don't know how long ago it was that. Might have been in the nineties, might have been in the eighties, late eighties. I just remember sitting in there. It was about eight, seven, eight guys in there, and they was just. No, it had to be in the nineties because this was the time I was reading. I was reading, you know, and my mind was changing and things were changing. And they were just talking about all kinds of stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking, I said, and I, we had a conversation. And I said, you know, everything that you watch and hear, uh, and Dale looked at me. Because I know Dale had, a, you know, he read a little bit too. And he was like, <laughs> I know he's <laughs> thinking, I know you ain't open that can up in here. <laughs> but here's the 
problem. Here's the thing. When you start reading and listening to it and that's all you're doing, that's the only conversation you can have. And I didn't realize what kind of can I had opened that day when I did that because that's like the same thing I said about my partners and I sitting at, at uh, Applebee's or some, you know, bar, you know, and they sitting there, you know, uh, you know, concerning themselves, chasing ladies, looking at the ones at the bar about what they want to do with them that night. And I was sitting there thinking about, you know, some of the books I was reading and how I had missed out on these other books and how I had been living my life this long and didn't even know these books existed. And I started, I was sitting there thinking about, because remember, I was coming home reading. I wasn't hanging out no more. So, But every now and then they would catch me, you know what I'm saying? They would corner me, and I had to go because I couldn't hide out from them. So we hang out. So I'm sitting in there thinking about my life, thinking about my goals and dreams and books. And so my conversation came from that. That's the only thing I could talk about. And I, I realized then that I just killed the party. I killed the party in there, you know, because we sit in the bar. They're looking at me like, man, you're killing my high. Because you talk about some goals and dreams and, and this and that, you know, my goals and dreams, see that, that lady over there with them legs out right there with that short skirt on? My goal and dream is to get over there right now and get with her tonight. That's my goal and dream. And you in here talking some, you know. But I, I that's all I was feeding my mind, so that's all came out. <laughs> so I'm like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble. Mm. Hi, preacher man. Talking about Tony, did you ever take a girl home that night to talk about your goals and dreams? <laughs> yeah, I did. I used to do that a lot. I took them home plenty of nights, and we talked about the goals and dreams I had for that night. Yeah, but <laughs> that was changing, though, man. That's not what I was talking about. I'm talking about long-term business goals. I'm talking about all kind of other stuff, and that, and I knew then I had to separate. But I remember sitting. I still remember when I was thinking about this. I still remember sitting in that barbershop, and Dale looked at me like, "And don't dudes cut loose, man? Oh man, I can watch whatever I want. I can listen to whatever. I, I'm grown, and none of that stuff I carry with me. I can. It doesn't change me. It doesn't direct me. It doesn't tell me what I. You know. It doesn't. You know. And did I hit him with the? You know. Why these advertisers spending millions of dollars, you know, if it didn't work? Man, I don't know why they're spending millions of dollars. They might need to stop because it ain't working on me. <laughs> that was the last time I brought that up. <laughs> that was it. That was the last time I brought that up in there, buddy. It was like, because, you know, he clearly, I mean, he says, However, it must be born in the mind that many of us ideas and thoughts we think are not ours at all or those of our own originating. We model also by the thoughts of others, by what we hear on television, what we see on social media, uh, what we read in magazines and books, what we hear in the movies and theater. I saw a lot of people, so, a lot of people's thoughts are coming from, uh, you know, all these TV shows that are, I mean, because they say, well, I can watch that stuff and nothing, please. Your whole operations come from that. Your whole, your mannerisms, everything that you do 
when you feed your mind that stuff all the time, it programs you. You can't sit there and say that because if you feed your mind other stuff, it'll program you that too. That's why I, I didn't mind, you know, saying to them in the in the in the, uh, in the Applebee's or whatever we were sitting that, you know, what about you go? Because that's what was feeding my mind. Now, once I said it, I realized that. I wasn't in the environment to be saying that because they looked at me. But, you know, you can only kind of say what's in you. You can only come out. You come out what's in you. And you start thinking, that's why you start getting around people. And it's like, you know, oh, that dude, that corny. Or oh, that dude, that, you know, when I get around a lot of guys, it's like, you know, when they ain't hollering, you know, about all the other stuff, then I'm I'm looking like L7 Square. Or I'm like, cool. Now, hold on, dude. I can do all that. I've done all that what you talk about now. I got I got trophies at home. Now. I got I got I got plaques on campus. I got statues on campus about all your your you know success with women now. But don't don't, don't look at me no L seven square because I'm changing my thoughts and all that. Now don't 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 <laughs> don't don't go there now because if that's what you want to hear, but I'm moving on from that. See, some of y'all ain't moving on. Some of y'all 50, 60, 70 years old still out here looking like some old, <laughs> like old thought yourself just running by. I mean, just, <laughs> dude, do you know, do you know where you're going to? Do you know the things that life is showing you? <laughs> do you know? <sighs> I digress. <laughs> but I can go there now, you know what I'm saying? I ain't like it ain't it ain't it it ain't you know, that was that was years of my life, so back to the book. Alright. We are modeled also by the thoughts of others. You know, the people we hang around, the environment we in, the choices that we make comes from the, the things that we hear on a regular basis. The chance remarks from the conversation of bystanders and those thoughts bombard us constantly. Some of us that accord accord with our own inmost thoughts. See, see, that's why I always say you, your inmost, your innermost thoughts already kind of agree with some of the outside thoughts of the people that you're trying to stay away from, and that's why it's difficult when somebody checks you on your home based business or something. And they tell you that it's a pyramid or something, and you have a problem with that. I mean, what bothers you, that means that your innermost thoughts kind of say that also. See, when somebody say that, I just laugh and think, now, you re- that's like somebody calling me a refrigerator. I always use that. I'm not, as, I'm, not, uh, a, I'm not a refrigerator, and I'm not a part of a pyramid. But that's what some people think, like you. Or when they tell you you're not going to be successful, they tell you it ain't going to work for you. See, you already got that feeling inside of you that it's not, and so it bothers you. But when you have that, that you know, okay, keep watching. See what happens. We'll see. You got to get that inside of you to where that doesn't affect you at all. Because, again, we try to say we're not. Everything we do comes from the things in the environment that we're in. So if you grew up in an environment of, Poor and middle class. I mean, what do you think your thoughts came from? What do you think you think? You know, you're not going to be thinking like a wealthy, super wealthy person because you never had those thoughts.
And some of y'all just ignore that and then just, you know, you, you, you have nothing to come back with on that because it's, it's the truth. So you just say, I ain't going to hear that no more, or I'm just not going to get on that call because I don't want to hear that because I want to keep doing what I'm doing. I want to keep hanging in the environment I'm in. I want to keep watching the stuff I'm watching. I want to keep listening to stuff I'm listening to, and I want to blame the script. I want to blame the information that you're giving me ain't what it is supposed to be. I want to blame, instead of looking at yourself and your thoughts that you try to block, Instead of looking at all of that, you know, you know, no, no, it ain't that. It ain't, it ain't that. Some, see, Tony, look at Tony. See, Tony ain't directing his team right. He ain't doing something. He ain't, you know, Tony ain't doing this and Tony ain't doing that or, or whoever else you want to blame, not just Tony, anybody else. But your thoughts. You won't stop doing some of the stuff that you're doing because you like them dudes in the barbershop that say, I right, stop doing it like me. Man, I'm a man. I'm a grown man. I'm a. <laughs> I still remember that look Dale gave me. Like, boy, you done jumped. <laughs> you done jumped out the skillet into the fire now. And I. <laughs> and by the time I realized that, you know, I was deep into it. So I'm in there fighting. I'm like, I'm in there fighting nine dudes like somebody in the alley. I'm just. <laughs> I'm I'm throwing blows. They tapping me. I'm going back and forth. I'm like. <laughs> Uh-oh. I looked around and I'm thinking, after, as they start, when they started talking, what I started thinking was, none of you Negroes in here have read any mindset book, hadn't read anything on your thoughts, hadn't read anything on none of y'all. And y'all defending yourself and don't even know how ridiculous you sound. But I, I put it out there. I put it out there. <laughs> And, and they start swinging. Woo, they start swinging. <laughs> that was classic. I was in there fighting all them guys. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I ain't going to win this one. <clears throat> but often there are thoughts that are upsetting that weaken our self-confidence and turn us away from our high purpose. It is those outside thoughts that are the troublemakers. And later I shall point out to you, he says in the book, how you can be free of them. Few people give much thought to the give much thought to the law of cause and effect as applicable to the operation of the mind or comprehend what is meant when they hear such thoughts as everything is within, nothing is without, or mind is the source of all power, and so on. I believe that no better explanation of this can be, give, can be given than appeared in the article published in Commercial and Financial Chronicles in 1932. 1932, December 10th. This publication has been known for more than 100 years, as the Bible of Business and Finance. And with the permission of Herbert D. Silbert, editor and publisher, I quote it in part, it is titled El Dorado. El Dorado is a country rich beyond all president in gold and jewels. Lies in every man's door. Your bonanza lies under your feet. Your luck is ready at hand. All within, nothing without, it often appears that men and people's by dumb luck or avarice or force 
or overreaching strike upon the sea of prosperity. Man individually and collectively is entitled to life in all abundance. It is the most evident fact. Religion and philosophy assert it. History and science prove it, that they have that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly is the law. What do you see? Pay the price and take it away. There's no limit to the supply, but the more precious the thing you seek, the higher the price. Boom. The more pressure the thing you seek, the higher the price. For everything we obtain, we must barter the gold of our own spirits. Where, where to find the goal of all-powerful, one secures the goal of the spirit when he finds himself. When he finds himself, he finds freedom and all the riches, achievement, and prosperity. High-sounding talk. No, the most palatable evidence of American history and biography of all history. The concrete proof is apparent in the current events and what we put our eyes on. Nothing substantial, lasting, powerful, or moving was ever accomplished, nor ever can be except which commands the chameleon power and accomplishment. Men who know themselves know at once that all material things and ideas have a spiritual counterpart or basis. They see it in money and credit. The law of supply and demand is not to awaken man merely an economic principle, but the material manifestation of a spiritual law. Such freedom-seeking men see the same principle operating in gravitation and chemical affinities and in, in macrosm and in, in microsm. He said, Mackie O'Brien is the last thing, too. I keep saying it's the last thing, but there's so much in here that I want to keep reading. <laughs> I can't. we got to stop. We gotta stop. All right, we gotta we gotta stop. We gotta stop. We can't stop. No, we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop. Let me see. We're gonna stop. <laughs> we're gonna stop. I'm picking back up on Monday. I ain't gonna go to the bookshelf on Monday. I'm just gonna come back to this book. <laughs> I'm gonna come back to this book. But speaking of books, we got a book club tomorrow morning. I think we got a we got a new speaker, a guest speaker tomorrow morning. Uh, got a guest speaker tomorrow morning. Man, I'm gonna stop here. Go back and listen to the replay, man. Tell some more people to listen to it. Tell other folks. Tell. Go back, please. Just listen to it over and over and over. Don't be like the guys in the barbershop. I know some of y'all are right now. Don't be like them dudes. Affect me. Ain't nobody. nobody, I can listen to, do whatever, watch whatever I want. It ain't gonna affect me. And the environment I'm in ain't gonna affect me. I'm a grown man. Don't be like them, man. I still see that look Dale gave me when I see it. He looked up at me, went back to cut his hair. He looked <laughs> Boy, you <laughs> do you know where you are? <laughs> but were you there? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I tell you what, that's the same look, same type of look that my other partner gave me back probably eight years before that, sitting in the barbershop again. When my mouth was so foul, 
that every word came out my mouth was a cuss word. I mean, that's how I, my, my people said I cussed like a sailor fussing at somebody's wife. And my boy in the barbershop looking at me, man, will you stop all that cussing? He was looking at me. He didn't say it, but I was, you know how you, you was cussing? I was cussing so much that it was just common language. It was like, you know, that's why I said when dudes look at me like, you L7 square. No, I can hey. <laughs> It was common language to finally the the guy who owned the shop looked at me, he stopped, and he just looked at me like I'm thinking. I I I was thinking I need to stop talking. I didn't think I need to stop cussing because I didn't know that I would because I would you know that was my language. We stepped outside the barbershop. He said, "Man, you you just in the curse. They got a sign in there that said you can't." I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> Oh, it was it was years later though before I stopped. It probably was seven, eight, nine years later when I was sitting up in church and I and I heard this pastor start talking, and then uh, I start you know following his his suggestions on how I should. And man, boy, what you hear in the day, <laughs> it's a whole new person that changed. But oh, that was the same type look. All right, folks. I don't know why I said that, but it was just, I think it was the look. It probably was the look. It was the look. It was the look. That's what it was. All right, here's the here's the mystery voice here. I'm going to have to play this probably about three or four times. I don't know if anybody's going to get it today. Let's see. Who has, uh, let me see. <laughs> Let's see here. All right, so we got Kim with five points. Phil with five and Barber with five. All right. So we're going to make this a 10 pointer today. Get 10 points for this one. I'm probably going to give y'all some hints on this one. I don't know. Let's see. No, I, it wasn't self doubt. It was frustration at the, at the system because the system is not built for you to succeed. You, 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 you know, you have to break through it. Go again. No, I, it wasn't self-doubt. It was frustration at the at the system because the system is not built for you to succeed. You you you, you know you have to break through it. <laughs> so Phil said, "Don Lemon." Uh, no, sir. <laughs> Why you get that? Nobody else has another one. Here we go again. Well, yeah, preacher man. No, I, it wasn't self-doubt. It was frustration at the at the system because the system is not built for you to succeed. You you you, you know you have to break through it. All right, I'm give you a hint. First hint. He's a movie guy. Steven Spielberg, no. 
No, I, it wasn't self-doubt. It was frustration at the at the system because the system is not built for you to succeed. You you you, you know you have to break through it. All right, here's, here's a hint I'm gonna give you, and I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. This is a play on words, too, now. I can't. I'm not going to come out and say exactly what this is. I'm not. But this this is a play on words, all right? So, hunting in the ocean. <laughs> hunting in the ocean. Y'all saying, who's hunting in the ocean? No, you got to listen to the words that are being said. Separate the words, folks. I'm just giving y'all something. Hunting and ocean. All right, so now I'm just, now I'm just telling you, y'all go on it. Jesus, no. Tom Hanks. Jacusto, now you're being funny. Okay. <laughs> Most folks don't know who Jacusto is. <laughs> I can imagine. We used to sit up and watch Jacusto because there was only three channels, so you had to watch. <laughs> Tom Hanks, uh, no, Don Cheeto, no. Hunting and Ocean, folks. Come on. Should I just spell the name out? <laughs> I'm trying to get somebody 10 points. <sighs> All right. Come on, preacher, man. Come on through. I'm playing one more time. No, I, it wasn't self-doubt. It was frustration at the at the system because the system is not built for you to succeed. You, 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 you know, you have to break through it. God, hunting an ocean. You're not thinking, folks. Somebody come on through, come on through. It's not Opie. <laughs> Lord Bridges. There we go, come on. Thank you. Oh, we got somebody on here that's, that's thinking of it. There you go, come on. She gave me the answer. So I'm going to spell it out for you all. Goodwill Hunting, Ocean Eleven. What movie? Who's in that movie? Who's in those movies? Goodwill Hunting, Ocean Eleven. Some of y'all like, I I didn't see Goodwill Hunting or Ocean Eleven. (laughs) Goodwill, there we go. There we go, preacher man. Now you got it. I said hunting in the ocean. I couldn't just go spell it out. There we go. Now y'all getting it. Now y'all getting it. Y'all out there Googling now. I hear y'all. <laughs> They're Googling now. So. But Kimona got it. You get the 10. It's not George Clooney. No. <laughs> y'all quick with them fingers to Google. <laughs> y'all quick with those fingers to Google, man. Come on. All right. It's Matt Damon. No, I, it wasn't self-doubt. It was frustration at the at the system because the system is not built for you to succeed. You you you, you know you have to break through it. So Matt even knows the system wasn't built for you to succeed. You got to break through it. You got to go. You got to get it. 
right, folks, so that's 10 going to Kimona. It's my people up in New York. Up in NY. Who is this texting this in? <laughs> you were quick with that, though. That's cool. So we're out of here, folks. Y'all have a fantastic Friday. Tomorrow, book club, and we got a new guest speaker, I think, on there. I got to get the, I think, I got to confirm this. So we'll be on there in the morning. So. Don't be afraid to look up in the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid to look up at the sky. Don't be afraid.